Welcome to the Awesomers.com podcast. If you love to learn, and if you're motivated to expand your mind, and heck, if you desire to break through those traditional paradigms and find your own version of success, you are in the right place. Awesomers around the world are on a journey to improve their lives and the lives of those around them. We believe in paying it forward, and we fundamentally try to live up to the great Zig Ziglar quote, where he said, you can have everything in your life you want if you help enough other people get what they want. It doesn't matter where you came from, it only matters where you're going. My name is Steve Simonson, and I hope you will join me on this awesomer journey. If you're launching a new product manufactured in China, you will need professional, high-resolution, Amazon-ready photographs. Because Simo Global has a team of professionals in China, you will oftentimes receive your listings photographs before your product even leaves the country. This streamlined process will save you the time, money, and energy needed to concentrate on marketing and other creative content strategies before your item is in stock and ready for sale. Visit simoglobal.com to learn more, because a picture should be worth 1,000 keywords. You're listening to the Awesomers Podcast. You are listening to episode number 84 in the Awesomers Podcast series, and all you need to do is run out over to awesomers.com slash 84 to find today's show notes and details. Now, our special guest again, continuing, is Andy Arnott, uh, and Andy is uh, joining us for a three-part series. This is part two of the three-part series, by the way, and he's an Amazon seller and a software builder and has really done an awful lot, and we're going to dive more into those details about his journey in this episode that you're listening to right now. So uh, back to the air traffic control now, was that high stress, and was that something that that you thrived on or did you, did it start to wear on you? What was um, with that? I actually worked at a smaller kind of regional airport and it wasn't like, I mean, we still did shift work, uh, but we didn't have to work overnight. Um, but yeah, it was, it was stressful. And, uh, it was, uh, the funny thing is, is I equate it a lot to if you were ever a server or a bartender, you know, it's the, at least at our airport, it was very much the same way where you'd be sitting there twiddling your thumbs for an hour. And then all of a sudden you'd get 30 airplanes that show up at one time and you got to figure out how to get them on, you know, two runways. So wow, that was, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was interesting. Um, I kind of thrived on it for the most part though. Um, I did a lot of training of the new people coming in once I kind of got established. Um, and so that was kind of fun. Um, for the most part. <laughs> yeah, but, it uh, comes and goes, I'm sure. Right. Well, how yeah. about the, you know, as you t- kind of, now would, would you say that air traffic control is kind of your first proper job out of school? Um, yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, and I stuck with it for a long time, which is kind of crazy in this day and age. Most people don't. But, you know, um, it was a solid job. And um, it kind of enabled me um, to be able to still, you know, pursue my entrepreneurial stuff. Because it's not a job where you take anything home with you. That was the one great thing about that job is as soon as I walked out of that tower door, I was done for, you know, I, I wasn't, you know, unless I was getting a call on Sunday to say, Hey, somebody called in sick. You need to come work. Yeah. But they didn't send sketches home and go, Hey, land these planes. Uh, on, exactly. You know, exactly. Yeah. You, you, yeah. It's not like being an entrepreneur where you're on 24 seven, you know, but uh, uh, that would, that was the only kind of, you know, the, the big difference with that job at least is uh, yeah. You kind of left it, le- left it behind as soon as you walked out the door. So from then, you know, thinking about those days uh, until now, was there any defining moment that kind of put you on the path that you're on today from the standpoint of either Amazon seller or the SaaS business? Or yeah, I mean, it was it was a, a culmination of things. You know, I, I was kind of getting to the point where I, I wasn't really happy with the job. Um, and uh, and I just my passion was with my all my entrepreneurial stuff. Um, thankfully for my wife, she was really kind of kind of pushed me into the 
into, you know, taking the leap and, and thankfully, because I'm so much more happy now and, and, uh, you know, I get to make my own hours. I get to see my kids, you know, that the, with that job, we, you know, I had to work on Thanksgiving, Christmas, you know, there's no, there's no days off in the tower. So, um, that was really, really hard. Uh, so I don't miss that either. Um, yeah. So that, that was kind of the biggest thing. And uh, yeah, now that I work for myself completely, I mean, like I said, I've always had side gigs. I've always worked, I, I want to say two or three jobs my entire life. I've always worked, you know, a lot. Um, but uh, I think I think since, you know, going 100% working for myself, I don't think I could ever go back to a nine to five job. That would, uh, that would be extremely hard. I mean, I would do it, of course. You know, if I have to feed my kids and that's the only way I could do it, of course I would do it, but uh, not by choice. Yeah, I understood. Uh, makes perfect sense to me. So as you uh, as you kind of have progressed down this path, and and as I recall, you did some sort of app business. Uh, I yeah, I did. So so right before um, we started the Amazon business, um, yeah, I was I was doing Android apps, and and the funny thing was, is I started building Android apps. Kind of you know how, how I said I could kind of foresee and kind of see into the future before anybody even you know, the, the I think it was the first Android phone had just come out. And, uh, and I started learning about it and, uh, and I had, you know, I, I taught myself to code and, and things like that. And so I kind of figured out, you know, I can, I can kind of rough my way through, uh, you know, my first couple Android apps. And I did that. And I had one of the first solitaire apps on, uh, on the Android uh, store. So, uh, that was just being the early, early mover. I, you know, I, I think I had over a million downloads, uh, you know, fairly quickly and, and we were making significant amount of money every day just on ad revenue. So, uh, that was awesome. That's a crazy uh, time to remember, you know. So uh, yeah. just for those who don't know how apps work, the app probably was some sort of free app, but you'd show yep. uh, ads inside of the app. Yes? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so it would be it would be free. And then, like, uh, in between, you know, like when you're done playing the game when you won or lost or whatever, then, you know, sometimes it, a quick ad would pop up or sometimes you'd have a little bar on the bottom with an app uh, or with an ad. Um, but, yeah, so I had gotten up to about 30 apps. Um and then one day, uh, this is kind of like an Amazon suspension story, you know, one day I get a, an email from Google saying, Hey, we've suspended your app account. You can never reapply. You can never list a, an app again. And the reasoning for it was uh, trademark infringement. And what had happened is, uh, I don't know. Do you remember Google buzz? It was a, a briefly a, a yes. long time ago. It, they, yeah. it was like a social Washington network Japan. that they'd, they'd tried to release to, to compete with Twitter. And, uh, and there was no app for it. So I built what's called a, a web wrapper, which literally just makes an icon. Back then, you couldn't even add a, a website as an icon to the home page, to your home screen on your phone. So I just built a wrapper, and so people would launch the, that site very easily. Well, I built that years prior. It was in my account. I even forgot about it. And so I got, I, we got this email one day. And, and needless to say, um, you know, going from multiple six figures uh, a year to zero in one day is, is uh, pretty much a punch in the gut. Um, so that's kind of when we, uh, when we started looking at Amazon and, and kind of focusing, uh, turning our focus on Amazon. Wow. That's a, uh, definitely a defining moment. Uh, yeah. you know, I, I'm, I'm not a fan of the capricious and arbitrary way that, that these big companies make oh, decisions. Absolutely. Right? It's, it's so, it, it, and the worst part is, is you can't even get on the phone with the person. I mean, cause I mean, it, it, this, the, this funny thing is my brother-in-law used to work for Google. So it's, it's even more frustrating, but uh, you, you can't even get on the phone and say, Hey, like, this is what I did. You can see I was doing nothing. You know, there's no, nothing nefarious here. I, I was trying to help you in a way, help your users out, access your service. You know, I, I understand that I'll never do it again. You know, not even a warning. I mean, that was the worst part is at least Amazon gives you multiple warnings before they kick you out. 
Google is just ruthless and, uh, you know, just boots you. So, well, uh, their, their motto originally was do no wrong and do no uh, evil. Yeah. And they got rid of that. Yeah. They yeah. got rid of that in a hurry. Once, uh, I always, I always say my, I lost my love for Google when, uh, when Eric Schmidt left, cause he was kind of the, uh, the guiding light, I feel like in that company. Yeah, it definitely it changed. Uh, <laughs> when you see somebody change their uh, slogan from do no evil to, uh, uh, you know, we'll, we'll just, we'll, we'll do a thing here or there, you know, yeah, they, yeah. they definitely have changed. And of course they're a juggernaut today. Uh, they could buy and sell us wholesale many times over. Right. That's just the way it is in a big company. But yeah. again, they, they miss out, you know, presumably there's a bunch of users of your apps that right. basically got orphaned as right. a result right. of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, yeah, and it's crazy. It's, you know, it's one thing if I was like, you know, trying to say I'm Google and trying to steal users or if they had a competing app or, you know, if, if it was, you know, malicious in any way, I could see that. But I mean, yeah, I mean, what I did was, and, and the pun, the, <laughs> the crime did not match the punishment. Just ban that one app. Yeah, and email me and say, "Hey, don't don't list anything with any Google trademarks in it ever again." I would have said, "No problem." That thing was a piece of crap anyway. Yeah, it's that is uh, irony dripping with irony. The the, yeah. uh, the simple way that things could be solved, and and still take care of all the nefarious people out there, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yep, yeah, absolutely. That's, uh, it's unfortunate, but I think a lot of Amazon sellers or those who used to uh, e-commerce guys in general who used to say, "Oh, you know, we used to." to rock the, the SEO on Google. And now we've got this uh, flurry of animals that are destroying our lives. Right. We see these big changes happen. We have to be prepared for them and be able to be able to adapt. And it sounds like that's what you did. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that, that's kind of when we, we, we uh, turned all our energy to uh, Amazon. It was right when my, uh, my first son was born too. So my wife uh, wanted to stay home and didn't want to do her nine to five anymore. So that's kind of how I initially started the business was kind of to, to supplement her income and, and then it, yeah, it just took off. So. Yeah. So tell us about that time because that's still pretty early. Most people uh, that are involved with selling on the Amazon marketplace, they, they have a general feeling that this all started in the last three or four years, but you've been doing it since 2012. I heard you say. Uh, yeah, yeah. End of 2012, beginning of 2013. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so right around, yeah. Right around when the amazing guys got started. That's why I always kick myself like, man, I should have started teaching people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. They've done a nice yeah, job. They have, they have. Um, but uh, yeah, so so um, yeah, I just I just I saw an opportunity there, and and I started reading about it. And I heard about Amazon for a couple of years, and uh, you know what I tell you know because I I try to help a lot of people these days, you know, on Facebook and stuff. I have a fairly decent sized following, and you know, people will write me on Messenger. I mean, but that thing pings all day long. Um, and I'm busy, but I always try to get back to them because I remember being you know starting any business. It, it, you have this kind of feeling of being in the dark and, you know, something that's actually really simple, you get stuck on. And, and so I, I keep trying to, you know, tell people like, you're going to, it's Amazon's a lot easier than you think it is. It just sounds hard because of what you've been, what you've heard or, or what you've, you know, your, your, your preconceived notions are things like that. I mean, nowadays it's like it, between podcasts, YouTube, uh, you know, Facebook groups, all these things, there's so many resources out there now which is kind of funny. That's why when people are like, well, it was so much easier when you started, I was like, yes and no, it was easier. There was a lot less competition, but there was zero. I mean, the amazing guy, you know, dot-com guys are starting right then too. I couldn't hire, you know, buy the ASM program and learn how to do it from A to Z. Um, you know, I, I had to, I had to learn from scratch and, and figure it out as I went. But um, in the end, that was a blessing because now, um, you know, I kind of 
feel like I can, I can, you know, Amazon A to Z. I feel like I've kind of got Amazon from A to Z right now when it comes to kind of all facets of Amazon. And so now I can, I can kind of help other people. So without sponsors, this show wouldn't exist. So let's take a quick break right now and listen to one of those very important sponsors. Empower. The name says it all. Connecting e-commerce entrepreneurs with great people, ideas, systems, and the services needed to stay business dynamic and to grow. Empowery is a network, a cooperative venture of tools and resources to make you better at what you do. Because we love what you do. We are you. Visit Empowery.com to learn more. You're listening to the Awesomers Podcast. Well, it is it is a journey, you know, and over time you develop that experience and so forth. And this is the thing I, I tell folks, especially when they're starting out. Uh, first of all, they're going to hear a lot of little chatter, a lot of people talking about this or that, especially in Facebook groups. Sure. And I see it almost every day. I'm sure you do uh, see this yep. as well, where they're like, oh, is is FBA, is the FBA business model dead? Is uh, private label dead, right? Is SEO, everybody's, yeah. everything's always dead. Yep, yep, yep. And it's like, if you if you want to really ask that question seriously, just move along. Go, go yeah, do something yeah, else. Uh, I don't have time for it anymore. Yeah. Uh, the reality is, it's it's never you know. There's a difference between simple and easy, right? Yep. The concept is simple. The execution right. is much more difficult. You know. Absolutely. Yep. And it's only those who are willing to invest in the execution that are really going to be able to level up to to get something done. And right. uh, didn't you find execution was probably the key to it, it was, but the funny thing is, is, is what I, the other thing that, you know, in the last uh, probably six months, uh, I've been doing a lot of um, a lot, a lot more of uh, kind of self-improvement and kind of uh, trying to figure out more of where my weaknesses are and try to, you know, offset those. I'm actually not the best executor. Um, you know, my, that's one of my weaknesses because I am uh, I'm one of those serial entrepreneurs. I'm always looking at the next shiny object, the next big idea that I have. So with this latest project, what I've decided is is uh, as a personal challenge is I, I'm just focusing completely on that. Um, you know, making that my 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 sole focus. And when I feel myself starting to go, oh, I've got this great new idea for X, Y, or Z. You know, for Facebook or for whatever. Um, I, I dial it back. And what, what, what's been kind of cool about that is, so what I've been doing is, so if I have that a good idea, I go, okay, how can I integrate that into my current tool and, and make my current tool better? Um, and so that's what I've been doing. So a lot of the, the last couple of tools that I just released, nobody else is really doing it. So they're really unique and kind of cool. And, and that's kind of what's, what's starting to, to help us catch on is, you know, is those ideas. So now I'm like, okay, so if I get this good idea, how can I use that um, with sellerseo.com to um, kind of really focus, uh, you know, f- put all my efforts into that and make that the best it can be, make it unique, make it, uh, you know, have a lot of value. Um, so that's kind of, you know, wh- where I've been focusing on. And I've been a lot, uh, watching like uh, Tony Robbins. Uh, he's got, I've never seen him live, but all his, you know, if you guys get on YouTube, I mean, it doesn't matter for, uh, you know, it's not only business, it's just personal growth. I mean, he's just, and, and, and just uh, kind of wrapping your head around that you're your own worst enemy. You can do anything you want to do. Um, you know, that uh, it sounds kind of preachy, but it's true. I mean, we're, we're our own worst enemy. We always put these ideas in our head that, you know, I'm not smart enough. I don't have enough money to start this business. I don't have enough time. Um, I have three small children, so I don't get enough sleep, which, you know, that's my excuse all the time, but <laughs> so you're still getting stuff done. Yeah, I am. I am. I am. Yep. Uh, well, this is, at it too, this so. is really a valuable insight. And I think uh, an important point for awesomers out there to take particular note of, 
you know, self-imposed limitations are a dime a dozen. They're really easy to come by. Absolutely. And all we have to do is just, you know, find a way to solve them. And um, for those uh, Osmers who have listened, uh, I think it's Osmers.com slash 18 is the strengths-based leadership. And this is, this is a very important point because Andy talked about this, um, that he's execution is not necessarily in the heart of his strengths. But he had to have people around him that were good at executing to be able to pull it off. And that's kind of how I do stuff is I'm not good at execution. I'm kind of the, the idea uh, guy and I'm, you know, the, the, you know, big idea and big problem. I, they often say that I walk into the conference room, I drop off a hand grenade and then I leave the room. That's, <laughs> that's one of my ideas, right? And so uh, they have to kind of pick up the pieces and figure out how to make it all work. Do you find that you have team members who are able to help you get the job done? Yeah, well, so that's that's the other thing that uh, you know I, I I can't remember which I was listening to one of your your previous podcasts, but um, that was one of the other things that I found is another weakness of mine is delegating. You know, I always want my hands on everything to make sure it's perfect and things like that. So in the last couple of months, I've been getting a lot better at that too. So um, I'm actually building, uh, yeah, a team that's kind of like like you're saying where. Uh, you know, I tell them, go and do this and, and come back to me when you're done. And then I'll give it the thumbs up or thumbs down. You know, that, that delegation um, is, is a huge part. And that's, uh, and that's, once you realize that, that's when you actually start to grow your business. So, yeah. The, so I talk often about this concept of strategy, systems, and scale, right? So strategy is having something worth pursuing to begin with. Right. If you decide you're going to become the world's largest buggy whip sales guy, um, yeah, you can do it. You can do anything, but maybe that's not the best strategy today. Right. Um, once you have that strategy, then you need to apply systems and, and some of the things that you're talking about with your tools, and we'll make, be sure we have uh, links in the, the show notes and everything to make it easy on folks, but your tools are to create systems to make things easier, yep. right? So you can launch rank and, and so on and so forth. Yep. So that those systems are important. The fundamental truth about scale, the third component there is scale relies on people at the end of the day. Uh, There's very few companies that have hit massive success without involving people and being able to understand how to find the good people, how to retain the good people, and then of course, how to delegate and manage those people. That all requires learning and it takes a, a little bit of time, but in today's world, it's way easier than it used to be. Yeah. Um, have you have you started to engage with you know people uh, in a virtual way you know outside of your your own office? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, majority of our staff is virtual, so um, you know, yeah. I mean, we have we have developers in we have one in China, we have one in India, we have one in Arizona. We I mean, we have you know we're all over. Um, we have some people in the U.S. Um, yeah, so it's it's kind of uh, all over the place. Now, one thing I didn't mention is my wife, of course. I mentioned that, you know, we started it because of her, but she's kind of the, uh, she, she's the, the, the getting things done, uh, person in the background. Um, she's not too much, uh, into the, the SEO business, but she's in the Amazon business very much. So she does the, you know, the, the stuff that I hate bless her soul, like, uh, you know, inventory and, uh, you know, if we ship, uh, stuff to FBA from our own warehouse, she's doing that. She's doing the, any of the, the seller fulfilled stuff. Um, yeah, see, so, there you go. There's your execution person right there. Yeah. So and and she, by the way, she probably likes some of that stuff. I'm guessing. She does. Oh. She, she's, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm more of a, the kind of quiet introverted, uh, you know, guy with ideas. She's the the getting things done, you know, nothing stands in her way kind of person. So, uh, yeah, she's she's definitely the driving force behind all that, uh, all that stuff. So that's, again, this is a very uh, important kind of combination. I was just at a, uh, 
um, an event here in Austin. It was a really uh, busy and packed week in Austin. Every single day and night we had things to do. And one of the, the folks uh, that I met at a dinner party, she was saying, you know what, I am a, I'm a, a, just an extraordinary number two, right? I, I don't have the big idea, but somebody who tees up that big idea, I will go and I will get that job done. I will build a team around it. I'll do it on a cost-effective basis, right? She is like the world best execution person in her mind. She can take the idea and make it go. And man, oh man, is that, you know, that is something all of us would uh, uh, be thrilled to have in our organizations, I think. Yeah. Well, she's, uh, she's super passionate about uh, real estate. So she's just about to get a real estate license and she's been, uh, I, it's, she's extremely passionate about it. So I'm excited uh, to, to see what she comes up with. She wants to do the, uh, the buying and flipping and, and all those kinds of things. So, and, you know, a lot of people, you know, they'll, they'll watch the, uh, the HGTV shows and be like, Oh, we'll do that. The funny thing is, is both, uh, or the last house that we owned, uh, our realtor to this day said it was the worst house he's ever seen. And we, we completely fixed it up and, and made a huge amount of, you know, flipped it and made a ton of money and then upgraded and upgraded, you know, so we've kind of got the experience doing that just, we've never done it for other people. So, uh, that's going to be kind of exciting. And it's also funny again, cause she's the, she's the person who likes to put on the tool belt and, and, uh, you know, do all that kind of stuff. And I'm, uh, I'm like, okay, enjoy that. I'll be inside here, you know, uh, working on my, <laughs> working on my uh, software. That's hilarious. Uh, that realtor probably could use a, a little bit of a, a softening of the sales pitch. Uh, this is the worst house I've ever seen. Yeah. Well, yeah. well no, he, he was, he was trying to do us a favor. He thought we were crazy because we had never done anything like that before, but it's just like with, with entrepreneurialism, you know, if you get thrown to the fire, you figure it out. I mean, it's, and that's what, you know, people always have this fear about getting into something. It's you figure it out with YouTube nowadays. I mean, I was, I was on YouTube uh, figuring out how to do plumbing, how to do electrical, how to, install a ceiling fan do it i can do any i can pretty much do anything now so when it comes to uh you know being in a, in a house and and uh, making repairs and doing things like that so well, this it, is a good point about you know kind of awesomers will find a way uh, normies who think that they're protecting us right they're they're trying to help us often friends family close uh, people to us they they think they're helping us by steering us a certain way so no disrespect to them but uh, you know, awesomers want to take the adventure. Awesomers want to kind of take the risk. And even if we're scared, we yeah. kind of do it anyway. And that's a pretty defining thing. So I, I definitely uh, salute what you've done there. Uh, we're going to take another quick break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to hear maybe uh, the biggest lesson that you've learned, uh, maybe even a, a couple other uh, tidbits and perhaps even a prediction of the future. So we're going to do that right after this break. Hey, Amazon Marketplace professionals, this is Parsimony ERP, and we get one question over and over. Can you please tell me exactly what Parsimony does? Well, we'll try, but this is only a 30-second spot, so we're going to have to hurry. Connect to your Seller Central account and pull all the new orders. Enter the orders with all customer data. Enter all of the Amazon fees and charges. Store them at the item level. Generate profit and loss reports at the SKU level. Automatically generate income statements. Handle multiple companies. Handle multiple brands. Handle multiple currencies. Facilitate budgets and forecasts. Store all customer interactions in a sophisticated CRM system. Manage your supply chain. Project and task management. Maintain an audit log. Hey, you get it. That's parsimony, P-A-R-S-I-M-O-N-Y.com, parsimony.com. We've got that. You're listening to the Awesomers Podcast. Once again, great insights and uh, exceptional experiential learnings and uh, observations that uh, Andy has about his journey. And I really appreciate Awesomers like Andy sharing their, their backgrounds and experiences, you know, hearing all of the, the various stories about 
you know the you know Google and and all the problems that ended up happening with a pretty successful app business it's you know both heartwarming to see and press on and annoying to see these big companies exert their will uh, willy-nilly I, I dislike uh, that type of uh, big company mentality but as always he's hopped up and, and carried on that resilience is something I, I always respect and appreciate now let's not forget this is part two of a three-part series with Andy you're not going to want to miss tomorrow's episode that's part number three uh, for those doing the math at home I'll just help you out there part number three coming up tomorrow this has been episode number 84 today on the Osmers podcast series and just uh, jump on over to awesomers.com slash 84 to see all of today's show notes and details and perhaps even a link or two that we talked about today well we've done it again everybody we have another episode of the awesomers podcast ready for the world thank you for joining us and we hope that you've enjoyed our program today now's a good time to take a moment to subscribe like and share this podcast heck you could even leave a, a review if you wanted awesomers around you will appreciate your help it's only with your participation and sharing that we'll be able to achieve our goals. Our success is literally in your hands. Thank you again for joining us. We are at your service. Find out more about me, Steve Simonson, our guest, team, and all the other Osmers involved at awesomers.com. Thank you again.